Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Everything Vive. I am Zane here with Ronnie. Ronnie, how's it going, man? We got a brand new week. It's going great. How are you? I'm doing good. We got some uh, some interesting news this week. It wasn't as busy as last week, but still some very, very, uh, well, some very cool developments that I think we're going to be following further as, as time goes along. So let's dive right in. The first one is something I think we talked about last week, but we just wanted to get more information on before uh, kind of giving our two cents on it. And that is Valve is working on a new Vive controller. And this was uh, showcased at Steam Dev Days. Did you get a chance to look at yep. that? Yeah, I did. It actually is pretty exciting stuff. So, I mean, basically the uh, controller that they showed off, and it's really just a prototype right now, no information as to pricing or uh, date of release were given. But essentially, it's more of a it's more of a hand based uh, controller. It it I mean the the big functionality that it adds to the current uh, Steam wand shaped controller is that it allows you to pick up and, and like let go, kind of have a have a, a grab function um, in games. So. I mean, the way, and it was a little bit hard to see for sure. I mean, most of what they showed were just pictures of the of the controllers. Um, but it has something that, like a wrist strap that goes around your wrist. And then, uh, similar to the Oculus Touch controllers, there's a per- portion that goes inside of your hand, in, in your palm. And then there's another portion that goes kind of around the outside of your hand. Uh, but the cool thing here is that, the, uh, is that the, the portion of the controller that goes in your palm, you can actually drop and kind of uh you know so you can you can grab it with your with your fingers and your thumb or you can let go of it and based on doing that uh you can actually grab and pick up objects in the real world and i think um the demo that they showed uh running with the uh the new controller was uh uh, called a starseed uh demo that was kind of the beach uh area of the game that was uh revamped to work with this new controller so you were able to kind of pick things up more naturally than you would uh, using a normal wand controller. And it looks like there's also some gesture-based uh, stuff that the controller is able to do. But I mean, from from what the little uh, you know amount that they showed of it, it seems like it's a really, really cool advancement. Yeah, no. I, I mean, I, I was reading about that, the, the strat that they have. Obviously, you know, one functionality of it is to stay, you know, so that it stays secure in your hand. But then... For it to be able to sense when your hands are opening and closing, I think, is a really cool development just because, I mean, they're getting closer and closer to having uh, a full functionality. I, I think we were talking about the most ideal ideal way to go about it would be to have like a glove that actually responds in a certain way to when your hand is open, closed, or the, or the uh, gestures that your hands are making, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I definitely know that different companies are working on that kind of technology. I'm not exactly sure how far along some of that is as far as like, you know, actually being able to transpose your hands into the virtual space. But for at least, you know, the more, the more, uh, you know, the, the more near future, I think uh, different versions of controllers will be, uh, you know, more likely to be used. And I, and the advantage of having a controller versus some kind of a glove system is also, I think for games, controllers are always kind of the, the more helpful way to do things just because you have that tactile uh, feel and kind of the you know you have buttons that you can press so they allow you to do some more things i think i think glove based and and gesture based stuff that'll be huge and i think but i think it'll be more for like uh interacting with with interfaces in vr and also for like for more social interaction 
you know, hand gestures are really important when you're communicating with other people. And so I think that stuff is really, really important. I think for games, yeah, kind of a pseudo kind of in between, uh, in between solution is probably most likely, but I mean, this, this looks like it's getting there. I mean, it looks like they're, they're making some advances in, in how to make things more natural in the environment. And, and it looked like, I mean, from what I heard about people, um, you know, with this new controller is that it really did feel like you could actually just go and grab, go and grab things in the environment. So, yeah, no, that, I mean, that's definitely very exciting to see where that'll go. And I know some people were comparing it saying that it looked very similar to Oculus touch uh, or the Oculus touch mm-hmm. controllers that are coming out. But I, I was reading or trying to look up more on Oculus touch and I don't think they have this functionality on there. I mean, I think maybe I just in physical, grabbing. yeah, physical design, yeah. but they don't have, that functionality there yet so yeah i mean yeah my understanding of the of the oculus touch i mean it does have like like certain types of gesture based um functionality like it can sense i think if you give like a thumbs up or like if you point to something like there's a few kind of gestures that it can sent it can sense that you're doing with your fingers and then obviously it's ergonomically more similar to this but yeah i don't think it has that functionality of being able to like grab and pick up objects the same way um so yeah. so this so this seems like they're kind of taking a cue from some of that stuff ergonomically and then taking it to the next level at making it you know even more immersive so um you know as all of this stuff in virtual reality i think we're going to have you know iteration upon iteration as we as we discover uh you know new areas to of to improve upon yeah for sure i mean i the fact that the oculus touch controllers are coming out sooner than these new vive ones will be i'm I'm hoping that they will take a couple more cues just because i think there were like you said some added features on there aside from the ergonomics and so i mean well one you know being able to grab or sense when your hand is open or close is a big one but uh, i'll be excited to see what else they can add to it now that you know something else is on the market doing you know a little bit more than what their older controllers did yeah, yeah. No, the main thing to be careful about is not to like make things too drastically different to where they're not compatible or where you have certain games that require like I could see it being kind of a hassle if there were multiple types of controllers out for for a device and then you have to actually, you know, oh, I'm about to launch this game and I have to pick up my wands or now this game requires the like that could be a little annoying. So I hope that they kind of I don't know, it's that's kind of an interesting uh, dilemma in and of itself is how much back backwards compatibility do you want between, you know, older and newer versions of the hardware? Yeah. Because, I mean, that's I mean, a, that's a very good point um, to bring up. And one that I was thinking about just because uh, you like you, this stuff is going to advance so quickly. And until you mm-hmm. have like a major development, like, you know, Vive number two comes out or whatever, whatever ends up following the Vive that, you know, brings VR to the next level, you're going to want to make sure that any improvements that you make on the hardware is always going to be backwards compatible just so that yeah. people aren't getting disillusioned and are like, oh, okay, I don't want to upgrade, spend another $130 yeah. on a controller when I already have one that functions just fine. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, no, that's interesting. I mean, on one hand, you would like, you want, you know, Valve and others to do everything they can to advance the hardware as much as possible. On the other hand, you know, from a consumer standpoint, anytime a technology is, is, is being changed on that fundamental of a level, you're going to learn, I mean, you're going to lose some of that backwards compatibility. You're not going, so it's kind of a, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a fine line to kind of balance between. And, 
uh, it'd be in- it's going to be interesting to see exactly where they choose to fight those battles and when they're going to get rid of older types of technology for newer technology. Um, I, I mean, I definitely foresee virtual reality being, you know, in quite a different place in a few years than it is now. So what's the best way of once those technologies are available to move from one platform to the next? It, yeah, for sure. I mean, you definitely don't want to make your most previous generation completely obsolete the moment the new one comes out. I mean, people will, yeah. <laughs> the consumers just I, won't I be totally happy about agree. that. Yeah, no, um, it's a small enough, you know, it's a small, small enough user base already and it's growing and growing and growing. So you don't want to, you know, scare people, especially this next round to make them feel like they, they made the wrong choice and, and, and getting into this too early or something. Yeah, for sure. Well, another quick thing just from uh, Steam Dev Days, I think you mentioned earlier, they they hinted at revealing a new base station in 2017. Do you have any more details on that? You know, not really. Yeah, I, I mean, I was trying to look around to see if I could find any more of the details. But um, I, I mean, previously, I had heard some rumors about them just simplifying the lighthouse technology, you know, having less moving parts within the lighthouses to make it cheaper to manufacture and also, you know, probably to make it a little bit uh, you know, more resilient to, you know, just last longer with less moving parts. Yeah. Um, I, I know they here they announced that they're working on, you know, new lighthouse technology that they'll probably announce some, or yeah, they'll probably announce more details on that sometime in 2017. Um, they, the other thing that, that they kind of mentioned was that, you know, valve wants steam VR to be a platform as ubiquitous to like our open VR rather, uh, to be as ubiquitous as like normal Wi-Fi and that kind of thing for virtual reality, they want it to be the standard. So they don't they don't want this to be something that you know is just on one system. They want all virtual reality to be using this type of tracking technology. So it would be interesting to see, you know, what in the next round of lighthouses they're able to implement to make that more of a reality. And as we have more and more headsets come out, it'll be interesting to see if they all take advantage of lighthouse technology. Yeah, I mean, I'm just curious about future future versions of this. I mean, you'd still always have to have at least two to get that full room scale, right? I would imagine. I mean, because that, at least that mostly has to... Yeah, I mean, I think so. I, I mean, that mostly has to do with just making sure that, you know, all of the sensors are, are, are seen by, by the lighthouses, or, or rather that the lighthouses are, are, you know, sending a signal to those sensors. Um, so yeah, I still think you would need the multiple lighthouses, but I don't, I'm not sure what else they're working on in terms of that. Gotcha. Okay. Well, we'll, uh, we'll report back more on that once there's something uh, a little bit more concrete, but moving on, this is actually, uh, something I wanted to touch on today because we, uh, we got several, um, several emails, uh, from listeners. Thank you guys for reaching out. Uh, asking about the new HTC and HP deal that's come out for the, uh, I think it's the HP NVPC. And so they're offering a combo now for $1,500, which is significantly cheaper, honestly, to get uh, to get in compared to some of the other um, gaming computers out there if you were starting from scratch. And so mm-hmm. I know we uh, we went back and forth via text a little bit yesterday Um I don't know if you wanted to give your thoughts on that on the on the air, just because I'm sure a lot of other people have the same question. This this seems to be the deal that HTC is really pushing in terms of a partnership right now, and so sure. I'm just curious uh, 
well, I mean, why, why don't you give your thoughts? Uh, I know you yeah, told me so, yesterday, but for I mean, the benefit of everyone so for, listening. Yeah, so I, I mean, I think it's great that they're bundling, they're making a bundle so that people that don't have any of this stuff are able to, you know, put down the cash to get the system that they need and also the Vive itself. So, so on one hand, I, I think that's great. I think for someone that has no idea what they should be doing, they just want to get into VR, getting this bundle is a, a great way to do it. On the other hand, uh, you know, it should be known that the, the level of hardware that they're providing for the bundle in order to meet that price point is on the mid to low end of what you would want for for a Vive. So, so you know, if you're looking for the most bleeding edge experience and a computer that's going to last you a while, uh, you know, you might want to look into some other things. But, I mean, this that's not the, the itch that they're trying to scratch with this. I really think that, you know, they're trying to... Uh, come out with a product that's reasonably priced and that's easy for people to just pick up and, and use. So, so I think, I think it looks like they succeeded on that front. Um, as far as the hardware's, you know, concerned, it looks like they have an, a, you know, a core I five Intel, a CPU in the, in the uh, computer, it's a 6,400, I believe, uh, processor, which, you know, as long as it's four cores, I, I think it should be fine. Uh, you know, you don't really need, especially for games, as long as you're running a four-core CPU, there's not really a whole lot of, uh, you know, performance that you're going to be dropping off just on the CPU alone. Uh, the main thing that I thought, you know, it would have been nice to maybe get a slightly better uh, GPU for the computer. But again, at this price point, I mean, what, if, if you're considering the Vive to be around $800, uh, that means you're spending about $700 or so on the computer so for seven hundred dollars i mean you really can't can't you know complain uh the the amd gpu that they have included which is an rx 480 i mean is a is a pretty good performer uh, i know, I know in, your preference is nvidia but i mean will this well, do not really yeah no i mean it definitely will do it's not so much i don't really have a preference it's more just right now on the high end nvidia just has the more compelling products out Gotcha. Um, so I've 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 had uh, both AMD or ATI before it was AMD uh, and Nvidia graphics cards. You know, in the in the more recent you know past. So so I, I love both. Um, and it looks like I mean, going forward, AMD may have advantages in DirectX 12 titles that will make it uh, you know worthwhile to have an AMD card. Uh, just right now, if you look at performance numbers for how AMD cards tend to do in VR versus NVIDIA cards, um, there's there's some issues with frame pacing and there's some issues with um, how much they're able to keep up um, in VR to where on most levels, the, the NVIDIA equivalent card tends to outperform the AMD equivalent card. So, so that's why if you just look at at the comparison specifically for virtual reality titles, mm -hmm. it looks like NVIDIA cards are running smoother in virtual reality. Um, so that's why, I mean, but, but then again, they're, you know, at the, at the same levels of, of hardware, it's, you're usually paying a little bit more. So it's, it's not always a straightforward, you know, apples to oranges comparison. Um, but, but like I said, but I mean, even like a, a GTX 1060, for example, uh, would be, performing better than an rx 480 um, and it wouldn't be that much more expensive so i think if you were to build your own computer i'd probably recommend 
going with the NVIDIA side for now. But but like but I mean that said, an RX four eighty will be able to run VR just fine. Um, just not, you know, at, at the blistering, you know, high end uh, side of things. Yeah, I mean, and that's what I was going to ask you. Like, at the end of the day, is this something you can comfortably recommend to people knowing yeah. that at, the, at, at where the- VR is and where VR might be in the next, let's just say, year or so? Um, sure. You know, will this computer be good enough? You know, obviously, people would be able to upgrade at a later point if they needed to. But is this yeah. is this a good starter deal for the price yeah. point for the, no, the think- hardware? Yeah, no, I think it is. I think it, it really is. Like again, when you when you think about you're getting that computer for about, you know, seven hundred dollars or so, then yeah. I mean it's it's it will it'll, it'll it's it's basically made to, to be able be able to run this stuff in the near future. And I haven't seen the system myself, so I don't know how easy it'll be to, to pop out the graphics card and switch it out with something else in the future, but it shouldn't be too hard. So, so yeah, you can always get this system and then upgrade it later, add some more RAM possibly. It Again, it comes with 8 gigs of RAM, which is plenty for gaming now at, nowadays, but at the same time, I've noticed when running all of the Vive stuff, having all those, that software open, it does tend to use a little bit more RAM than you know your typical gaming experience, so maybe upgrading the RAM in the future to 16 gigs might also you know be something nice to do but i I mean it's it's certainly great that they already have an ssd included for fast loading so you have you know even though it's a small ssd it's enough to run windows off of and and make your your system snappier in that regard and then they have you know a one terabyte uh storage drive in in addition to that so so yeah i think it's oh and one thing that you should note though is that if you want, and I think there are some media outlets that have been reporting on this, um, if you buy this system and you want to use it for VR, know that you'll probably need to buy some type of a, uh, a DVI to HDMI adapter. And the reason I say that is because the graphics card that they provided uh, in the system only has one HDMI output on it, and the rest is DVI. And so the, the issue with that is that the Vive, all, I mean, I guess you could use I, i'm pretty sure the vibe now with the recent nvidia drivers even with pascal uh no it's excuse me uh this is on the amd side so yeah with amd i i'd have to look into it but amd as far as i know they have no issue running the vibe off of off of uh, the dvi port or no excuse me the, the display port so if if you can get if it comes with a display port cord, you're probably okay. You could hook up, you can go uh, display port to mini display port, and there's a mini display port connection on the Vive's, uh, the Vive's breakout box. So that should be fine. So you could hook up the computer, you know, display port to mini display port into the little, into the, into the breakout box. And then you could hook up your TV to the breakout box via HDMI, or no, your TV to the computer via HDMI. So you could probably do it that way. Um, but if it doesn't have a display port to mini display port cord, uh, you'll probably need to buy a display port to HDMI cord. And the reason you would want to do that is so that you can have the headset and the TV both hooked up at the same time, which as you know, I mean, in addition to just being able to, you know, one-on-one be able to, you know, manipulate the computer and then also get into the vibe. Um, it's also nice to have both. 
so that friends can see what you're doing in a headset on the TV or on a monitor or something. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's definitely a nice, uh, nice perk to it. And I would say if you had to switch back and forth, that would be a little tedious every single time you wanted to play VR. I mean, it's not difficult. You're just unplugging somewhere and plugging into another port, but um, yeah, I mean, that is a good point to bring up so that you would. Yeah. And and likewise, yeah, likewise, it's easy to get the cord. So don't like, if you're, if you were, you know, very close to buying one of these systems and you're like, Oh wait, it doesn't come with everything. I don't know. Like, no, it's It's just a a simple adapter, right? Yeah, exactly. It's literally just, you know, look around the internet. I'm sure if you Google, uh, you know, something about that system and, you know, HDMI or DisplayPort, tons of stories will come up talking about it. I'm sure they'll explain. But like I said, my understanding is you would probably end up wanting the DisplayPort to HDMI adapter. And then and then you'd be able to hook up both just fine. Gotcha. I, well, I, uh, I did recommend to uh, some of the people who had reached out to go on Newegg. I mean, that's where I got all the parts from my computer. And they have a really yeah. nice... Uh, VR ready section or VR ready computer section. And I'm looking yeah. at one here at the time of this recording, it's uh, for 999. So it's about uh, it's a couple hundred dollars more, maybe $300 more ABS logic. Sure. Uh, it, but it comes with an, an i7 core processor, 16 gigs of Ram, and it comes with a GTX 1060. Uh, it also has yeah. an SSD, um, SSD hard drive. So, or I mean, SSD drive. So I, I mean, there are like like I was recommended to the other person. There are other options out there if you're willing to shell out just a little bit more. Um, sure. I think that kind of matches what you were talking about, or the specs match what you were. Yeah, they do and earlier. It, so, and it sounds like it's it's also a very good deal. Yeah. So I mean the I mean like yeah the bottom line is it's nice that they're going to have a bundle that's very easy for people to just pick up and get everything together. Um, but you know. If, if you're interested in having a, a more high-end experience or you just want to look around at other options, places like Newegg and others that already have pre-built VR-ready systems have a lot of these things already available at good prices. So, yeah, just do, you know, it, 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 it definitely pays to do a little bit of homework, go on Newegg or some of those sites to see what's around. And then, and then once you can kind of compare everything, you can make your, I mean, ideally, um, you know, all of these things are going to, all these systems are going to work just fine. So, so it's, it's really up to how much you want to spend. And then just realize that usually if you're willing to spend a little bit more, you're also going to get a little bit more in return. So good point. Good point. Um, all right. Well, I'm glad we covered that. Hope, uh, that helps everybody who, uh, who reached out asking and for anyone who is uh, still just kind of looking around or browsing or trying to get their feet wet. Um, this is definitely a, a good deal to consider. Uh, we got one more, which isn't Vive related, but it is uh, I, it is a big thing for VR, I think. And that's uh, the announcement that Disney and Oculus are partnering up. And I think this was announced uh, just a little while ago with Oculus Connect 3, where, uh, I mean, Disney's going to try and create some VR experiences. And I mean, that's a very big company to get their you know share of the VR space. I, I, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, you had actually, you were the one that kind of brought this to my attention. Because I, I had watched some of the videos from Oculus Connect 3 of, of some of the, you know, the you know John Carmack and Michael Abrash and, and some of those guys giving talks. But I hadn't seen all of the different announcements. And so this one in particular does seem really interesting. I mean, they there is a Disney application that's available for both Oculus and Vive um, via the Steam Store. Um, I'm trying to remember exactly what it was called, 
but it's definitely, I mean, I'm sure if you go to the Steam store and search Disney, it'll come up. Um, but it was kind of a short, you know, there was like a, a, a 3D menu system that you could kind of run around, like you could walk around in. And then most of the content within that store, they were just 360 videos of various films that were out. There was like a Jungle Book one. Uh, there was also uh, some red carpet events. Um, it, but the, I mean, so while the 3D video portion, I wasn't very impressed with, I thought the, the menu system connecting everything was really cool. And just the idea that Disney would be, you know, making just, you know, even before I downloaded it, the idea that Disney would get involved in VR and bring some of it, you know, Disney basically owns <laughs> owns all of the franchises that I loved as a child, you know, whether it be <laughs> Star Wars, Marvel, like you name it. So, so I mean, the fact that Disney is going to be involved in VR is super exciting because that means, I mean, maybe we'll get our our officially uh, licensed Iron Man uh, <laughs> fly, fly yeah, fly around, around fly around type or, of game or well, speaking you know, web slinging as. Spy- I don't, who knows? Yeah, well, I mean, speaking of speaking of Disney, um, or sorry, speaking of Star Wars specifically, they already did put out that Trials on Tatooine kind of free, yeah. just I guess teaser. Which man, that thing is cool. I know it lasts like ten, you know, ten minutes max, but I think especially for like Star Wars fans, when I put them in there, like they lose their minds because they're like, that yeah. is the coolest thing. Just the, like the mini interaction that you have with some familiar Star Wars characters, and so. You know, if they're really going to start throwing their weight around in the VR space and come out with full, full titles uh, that are in Star Wars, that are in the Marvel universe, that are in you know all the different franchises that they own, uh, I mean, that could be really, really exciting. No, I, yeah, I totally agree. I, I just hope that. I, I mean, who? I wonder what this partnership is exactly like. Like, if because I know it's between them and Oculus. I wonder if if it's going to be more on the the mobile VR space, like as far as like you know, releasing video content and that sort of thing, or if it's going to be for everything. But I, I hope that they, you know, regardless, this is a good sign because it means that they care about VR. And I just hope that the, that they remain open enough to where, you know, things are going to be released on, on all platforms as well. Yeah, me too. I mean, you always get a little worried and a little frustrated with the uh, exclusivity that comes about. Um but I mean, I think like you were saying earlier, it's a good move just for VR in general. And, you know, the hope is yep. that once this becomes a little bit more mainstream, it'll make financial sense. I mean, they're like it it won't make sense for them to stay exclusive just because of the, yeah, the potential market all around. Yeah, I totally agree. So, yeah, well, a second news, we'll definitely follow that a little bit more. And, um, you know, especially if uh, it comes to the vibe, I think we'll all be pretty excited about that. So. Uh, I think that's all I got. Is anything else that you wanted to mention, Ronnie? No, I think that's it for now. If we, uh, yeah, we'll 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 keep our eyes open, and and next week we'll let you guys know when there's more developments. For sure. And if you guys just like the the PC thing that HP and HCC uh, were team, teaming up with, um, you know, we hope that answers the questions for those that had reached out, and we'll still you know answer your emails individually as well. But um, if you have any other questions, uh, like we said in previous episodes, you know, don't hesitate to reach out. Uh, we also offered the uh, the ability to be on the podcast with us if you send us, uh, you know, a decent quality audio recording. We'll throw your question up, and if it's something that we feel is uh, relevant and can be helpful to a vast majority of other people, which most of these questions are, just because right now 
it's it's just kind of up in the air like everything is yep. you know so a lot of these questions everybody's asking uh but you know not everyone has the answers to and i'm not saying that we do but it's just it's a it's good for discussion for these questions to come up so if you have those uh please continue reaching out and yeah i guess uh i guess that's it for today um Make sure you guys subscribe on iTunes, on Stitcher. If you can, leave us a review. We'd really appreciate that. And yes, we'll have more stuff for you later this week. So happy Monday, and we'll talk to you guys again really, really soon. Take care.